1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard A 4-0 defeat to Belgium is the final nail in Scotland's Euro qualifying Group I coffin There is still a playoff to come with Stevie Clark hoping to build momentum in the coming months And on the domestic front, Moritz Bauer lifts the lid on his talks with Jordan Jones Following that tackle at Ibrox I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And Scotland have lost to Russia, they've lost to Belgium They're below Kazakhstan, they're below Cyprus and now the SFA are charging 27 quid to watch San Marino on a Sunday night You can see what you like about them, but they certainly like a laugh Yeah, it's been a disappointing uh, two games, Gordon, you've got to say um, I think a lot of disappointed Scotland fans were looking for something Last night didn't really bother me that much You're up against a top quality side in Belgium And a guy that was unplayable at times, De Bruyne Unplayable, you've got to say uh, I thought the the biggest disappointment was Friday against Russia. And you've got to say, after watching Russia, uh, they were unlucky not to get to the semi-final of the World Cup in their own uh, patch. But I thought they played very, very well. And the lad up front, I'll not even try and pronounce his name, was an absolute handful. But uh, Steve Clark's got a lot of work to do. Yeah I mean Roger Hanna We've been here how many times before It doesn't seem to get any easier And it leads to the same sort of discussions You can either focus your attentions on Stevie Clark and the Scotland team And the Scotland players And where did it go wrong last night And where did it go wrong on Friday Inevitably the scatter gun comes out as well And pitches are too expensive And the way we coach four year olds is not acceptable And everything gets sort of brought into the discussion And it, it can make it a bit Confusing, a bit repetitive And it leaves you sort of wondering where we go again Well, for the next two hours You, you won't hear a word of criticism For Steve Clark coming from my lips Steve Clark was brought in As almost a unanimous choice To be Scotland manager um, He's only four games in Hopefully have a long and successful Scotland career ahead of him He's just at the, at the foothills of this job You can't criticise the players too much I, I don't think there's half a dozen or a dozen guys on the outskirts and the fringes of the Scotland squad Who people are demanding be called up By and large Steve Clark has, has picked The best players available to him Where Steve Clark is being let down And where previous Scotland managers are being let down Is by the structure The SFA keep doing the same things And the team keeps failing Eventually the SFA And I'll include the SPFL And the clubs And some other players who have made themselves absent Are all contributing to the problem they all need to help Steve Clark, and they all need to help those 11 guys who were out there last night. Otherwise, we'll just continue to fail. Yeah, I mean, like I said to, to Roger Gordon, these are probably two separate discussions, and this is not to say Roger's wrong. In fact, he's probably right. But at the same time, you then look at last night and think, as good as Belgium were, a counter-attack and two set pieces were 3-0 down, and the game is miles beyond us. Should players be able to take more responsibility To be, be able to, to handle those situations better Should management be doing something different To set them up to, to handle those things better Because there is at least a certain level of talent Within the squad If you look at the players and the level that they're playing at There is a certain level there But there is something consistently wrong When we try and take that into the international setup. I, I think players have got to have a good look at themselves. I think they've got to come in for a bit of criticism. 
It's okay hiding behind, behind the manager. The manager only can do so much, Gordon. He can pick the tactics, pick the team, pick everything that right up until kickoff, put them over that white line and say, right, these players are international footballers. They're playing in top leagues. Uh, they're winning trophies and medals. They're getting paid a lot of money. And they're making basic, basic errors. You you said earlier there, and I was going to talk, talk about it, the first three goals were incredible. It was all set plays. That's what, a, what one was our set plays? Exactly. We're up the park attacking, and within two or three minutes, we're one down. You know, players have got to take responsibility for that. See, before you go onto the pitch, the one thing you're told, every coach at every level, from the bottom all the way up, will have his set plays all put out there, they'll bump the wall, and you will be told to go and make sure and double-check what is your role and responsibility at that set play. And if you can't deal with that, I'm sorry, sometimes you do, you can't mm. point the finger at the manager. Let's hear from Stevie Clark. He says Scotland were the architects of their own downfall last night with the goals they conceded. He believes there's lots of room for improvement when it comes to defending. I think first of all you have to address the result. 4-0 is, is not a good scoreline. Shot ourselves in the foot first half. From our set play, 10 seconds later we're 1-0 down after 9 minutes. And it was a decent 9 minutes, we started on the front foot again, we, we, we pressed well. And then 2 set plays again, 2 attacking set plays, 2 corner kicks, heavily punished. One was a second phase, came out, got back in, scored free header or a, or a header on the 3rd the goal. And we spoke about it before the game, when you play a team of, of Belgium's quality that, that's capable of scoring from open play, it's, it's, it's almost imperative that you don't concede from set plays. So from three, three set plays, we find ourselves 3-0 down at half-time. Having played some some good football in the first half, and even at 1-0, when it went to 1-0, we didn't, we didn't buckle. We, we stayed strong in the game. We tried to continue with the press. We tried to move the ball. But like I said before, it's very difficult to try and sell positives when, when you've lost 4-0 at home. Yes, yeah, so it's something we have to we have to look at and address. Obviously, it comes down to individual battles when you're, you've got your 1v1s. We'll have to look at that. We'll have to look at the, the shape of the team defensively on, on set plays and, and see if we can improve improve what we had tonight. Certainly not good enough. But if you look back to the last game against Russia, who also had some big players, we actually defended set plays quite well. So it's what it is. It's all one four one nine five one one zero two five to have your say. Where did it go wrong last night? Where did it go wrong on Friday? And I suppose you'll have some thoughts on the bigger picture as well. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB, but Gary is first up on the phone. Gary's in Renfrew. What's on your mind tonight, Gary? Hi, panel. How you doing, Gordon? Gordon and Roger. Hi, Gary. Hi. Um, I'm a second time caller, uh, long time listener. Um, I'd just like to make a few points regarding the, obviously the state of our national game. Um, so I'd like you making three points if that's okay. Of course you can. Um, I feel that obviously our national game is going uh, backwards. You know, our second bottom, as Rogers alluded to, our standard of player, at least mentality-wise, is, is poor. Um, the supporters are dwindling thousands, and there's almost an acceptance now that this is what we are, and nobody's actually doing anything about it. And we seem to go around in circles. You know, um, and I feel also that the SFA are ultimately responsible for the national game, and there's no promotion in the game, there's no plan, there's no leadership, there's no strategy. So that all equals going backwards. So who else is going to change it? Is it the clubs, the players, the sports groups, the media, the press? Where is the campaign? That's my, my main point. Roger. Um, 
I couldn't have put it better myself, I have to say, Gary. Nobody doing anything about it. Going round in circles. No leadership. No strategy. That just about sums it up perfectly for me. What does this stuff mean, Roger, in well, terms of winning football matches? The last night, what, what, what does the strategy have to do with here, dropping thing, men right? at a here, corner here, kick? Here's a thing, right? Look at the first three goals in the first half that Dan spoke about earlier on. The first one, Stephen O'Donnell should have cleaned out Dries Mertens. But Stephen O'Donnell plays for Kilmarnock, Dries Mertens plays for Napoli. Dries Mertens is just a better player, it's as simple as that. Second goal, Thomas Vermaelen nips in ahead of Liam Cooper when the ball's fired into the box. Liam Cooper's never played a top flight game in his career. Thomas Vermaelen's just left Barcelona, having previously played for Arsenal. He's a better player, right? The third goal, uh, Alderweireld gets up above Charlie McGrew. Alderweireld's worth £50 million and he just played in the Champions League final for Tottenham. Charlie McGrew can't get a game for Wigan Athletic. Alderweireld's a better player. Sometimes better players beat you. There's absolutely no shame in that and there's no shame losing 4-0. But what the SFA need to do is give Scotland a better chance of closing the gap. Maybe not against Belgium Maybe you're not going to close the gap against Belgium But you could against Russia And Kazakhstan And Cyprus Who are all above us in the group What the SFA should be doing is They should be going to Steve Clark and saying Steve we'll help you With these players who don't want to come and play football for you Where was Stephen Fletcher last night? Matt Ritchie Where was James MacArthur? The SFA need to go out and reach out to these players These guys have made a difference? Well these are Would James MacArthur have got in that midfield guaranteed? Matt Ritchie would he have played? Well, at, at least if you mean Yeah, you're right. Mm. But look, Stephen they don't want to play, and that's why I didn't go the other night and Friday night, and Monday night, because they're not interested. I, I like Stephen O'Donnell. They're not interested. Well, no well see, see Burnley, the, hold it's on. Been years of it. See, the, see, they're not interested. Why are you bothering going there? I would rather go and work. Now, remember, this manager was the favourite from most people. Right? There's people out there listening saying, "Well, I didn't want him in. Fine, that's no problem." But the majority wanted him in. He's been in four games. He's had three really toughies. He needs time. See all this? Yeah, we're disappointed. Of course we are. Now, the one thing I understand where Roger's going with his point, but I'll disagree with him. Because you're worth 50 million and you're playing with Wigan in the Championship means that every time he's going to out-jump you, to me, is, is not right. It's nonsense. That I don't buy all that. I do agree uh, in the fact that Sometimes when they better players are on their game There's not much you can do Because they're just better than you They're better probably You know at the position that they play in against you And they will come out and top The cream always comes out and top Of course it is You look at our top league up here Celtic have won back to back trebles Because of the way they play And the players that they've got But for the, for to, the SFA To go and chap someone's door and say, look, we're trying oh, to help Steve Clark yeah, here by co- asking you to come back. When you've refused to play, I'm sorry, but, I would rather go down the road and work with the guys but, that show up every week there, there, and want more, to put the jersey on. You need, you need to help the guys who turn up every week as well. The SFA in this group should have taken the San Marino game to Kilmarnock. They should have taken Kazakhstan to Petodri. They should have taken Cyprus to Easter Road or Tynecastle. Fill the stadiums. Get something of an atmosphere. It's no coincidence the last time Scotland qualified for a major finals, none of the games mm. were at Hamden. They were at sold out stadiums around the provinces because Hamden was getting rebuilt. Russia and Belgium must have loved coming to Hamden in the last five nights. There's no atmosphere at all. There's no Hamden roar. You're kidding me on. You can hear people rustling sweetie papers. I'm not it's even sure if it's, if it's the atmosphere factor, Roger, because ultimately you win football games, you create an atmosphere. But I think you're right on it because I, I made this point to someone 
Before the game It's almost like We need to decide What we are Because yeah. in international football There are certain places You will go away Nations that quite honestly Are similar to us now The, the Lithuanias The Georgias And you go That's a nightmare to go there It's a tight stadium It's a tough pitch Belgium must have walked out Onto the surface at yeah. Hamden last night And thought oh, We're going to have an absolute and, field and day Because we've got so, the setup of a team and that, it, that, that we can't play that way the, the old argument as well About we need the capacity No you don't Between Russia and Belgium 47,000 unsold seats At the National Stadium In those two games even if you go at the cheapest adult ticket, 27 quid, that's £1.25 million of lost revenue for the SFA. I know I've banged on about ticket prices in the past. I know it's too late to change them for San Marino and Kazakhstan, but they are having a laugh. This stuff doesn't matter as much, though, if you just find a way of winning football matches, does it? Because yeah, then that, that's the ultimately, that'll always be the biggest factor. See, see, the important thing is we're getting caught up in a way with tickets and going to different grids. The, the important thing is We play two games And the mistakes that we're making Are incredible Gordon Now don't tell me that And I can I understand your point But don't say to me that If Belgium had walked out of Easter Road Or, or wherever And there was a 20,000 capacity They would have went Oh this is going to be a real hard game tonight No they wouldn't Because Rogers touched on the players that they've got That play in front of you know, massive crowds and pressure on them every single week. They're better mm. players. We've got to give the, the 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 simple fact is we've put our trust in Steve Clark. Ninety odd percent, I would say, want up man, but the job he's he achieved at Kamara, he's not hit the ground running. I totally accept that. We can't just now start blaming where we're playing football, everything. We've got to give the guy time to go and adjust, and then judge him Gary to see if he can take us forward. Right, obviously, again, we're going to run in circles, right? I'm trying to get to the point, right? So, the, as I said before, we can talk about Stevie Clark, we talk about the stadium, etc. That stadium would be packed if people knew, had a, thought that they were going to win the game or at least give them a challenge, right? Yep. So, that isn't the question. Again, there's no promotion, there's no plan, there's no leadership, there's no strategy. That's the point, right? We don't expose our game, right? England get full highlights package. Um, they get all their, all their national games live, women and men. We don't get anything. We've only just started getting a poxy half an hour here and there. For years, we didn't get, even get a highlights package. There's no exposure to our game because nobody's interested. The fans are interested. The people who listen to this show are interested. And the people in this show have got the answers. So, start so listening. Wait, wait, when you mean no exposure, do you, you mean on terrestrial TV, Gary? Yes. It's, yeah, there's no free to view. National but, game, but, whether it be or it's, it's, but, we've started to get a highlights well, package. The women's game started to come in here now, but England have been doing this for for years and years. What fifteen years? Yeah, going they go on ITV and, and free to air TV. But part of the problem is because Scotland haven't qualified for a major tournament for over twenty years. The SFA are short of income. There's no money coming in for major finals, so they need to get income from wherever they can. There's no flagship sponsor for the national team anymore. So if they can get a terrestrial broadcaster to come in and do a deal to, so, sorry, a satellite broadcaster with the bigger money, I should say, to come in and do a deal, they'll have their hand off for it. You saw it again last season when Premier Sports were introduced to take some of the Scottish Cup games as well. They're desperate for the income and getting the games out on terrestrial TV is secondary to them in terms of their income. And it's all it's all that vicious circle of no money coming in because of no qualifications Therefore they have to go And start TV Therefore you know Fans like yourself Are upset by it 
But what's that got to do with our results? <laughs> I told you the scatter gun was out. I must admit, I didn't well, expect to be listen, blaming the lack of highlights on TV no, for, the, listen, for the result last I, night. But. The scatter gun should be out because all the stakeholders in Scottish football can do something about this. The SPFL, I hate Scotland now, I'm not going to qualify, we know that. But what they will have is, is a home semi final, a one off game at the end of March with a chance to get within 90 minutes of a major finals. Mm-hmm. The SPFL should be cancelling the Premiership card. The previous Saturday To give Steve Clark As long as he can have With the Scottish based players Now he's not going to have All the players I think it's unrealistic To think the English Premier League Would do that to help Steve Clark But up here The people at Hamden Should be doing that So he can take away You know Ryan Jack And he can take away McKenna and Suter And all the Celtic players In the squad And try and work hard On the training ground So that Maybe we won't lose Two goals from set pieces Whoever it is we play You know be it Bulgaria or Israel or Finland Whoever it is we get Because that tie is winnable James and Falkirk What's on your mind tonight James? Hey, panel How are you doing? Good thanks Hi, um, It's just a, a couple of things Second time caller as well Same as last caller um, It's just a couple of things that um, Have really been getting on my nerves In terms of the Scotland team Over the last couple of years anyway um, Can I just say Roger With your last point there You're absolutely spot on um, But what, what we tend to see is that I don't know if you guys had it. Mm, it's not a great line. Let's try and clear that up. I'll tell you what, we're approaching a break anyway, James. So we'll take a breather and we'll get the rest of your point next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I was going to say looking back on Scotland's defeat to Belgium last night, but I think we've, we've sort of skipped over that already. And we are assessing the state of pretty much everything that's even remotely connected to our national game. So let's keep doing it. All good fun, I'm sure. James was in Falkirk before the break. We couldn't quite hear him. Let's see if we can get him this time. Hi, James. Hi, Gordon. Can you hear me? Got you. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, sorry, um, I think, first of all, there's a lot of changes that were promised to the fans um, from the SFA that, that haven't come to fruition. And, you know, there's not even any any frameworks or anything in place to say that this is what's coming, this is what's going to happen. You know, there's so much changes need to take place. You know, they talked about moving to Murrayfield, um, you know, they decided to keep it at Hamden, which I think was the right decision, but they need to start actioning on, on all these promises that they were going to make for us. Um, what, what promises do you mean, James, just so I understand so specifically I mean, like, where you're coming from? Upgrading the stadium, you know, doing more to get the fans' interaction. You know, you go to Hamden, you're so far away from the pitch. You know, it's just not it's not it's not the same as going to a normal football match. You know, if you go to support your own team at the weekend, um, you know, you just feel excluded for the team. It's almost like you're watching it on the telly, kind of. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I do feel like we've we've sort of had the Hamden debate many times. Not to say that it's ever going to go away, but but, but that that's where we play. It's where mm-hmm. we play our home games. Can we perhaps try a little bit and focus on, on where our football has gone wrong in this campaign? I think that's the most important thing. Um, we're looking at other directions. We're looking at now... Uh, I understand, James, about Hamden. Hamden has to be packed to even have a chance of having a bit of an atmosphere, Gordon. Uh, I don't like when the, the pitch is so far away from the, the stands. Of course, I think everybody's the same. But that's where we play. That's our... That's our yeah. ho- Home pitch. I totally agree with that. But what what I also was going to say is is that you know I was listening to Chris Boyd last night and he was talking about the different um, the the different players that we've had throughout the years and he says that you know we've never had a prolific goal scorer or a, a decent defender. 
I mean, you've only got to go back five years and you see Jordan Rhodes was banging them in the championship and he couldn't break into the team. And I just, you know, I've never been able to understand that. That one really gets to me is that, you know, he was so prolific and yet because Strachan didn't like him, he never got his chance. But, and but, now he's. But, but there's, there's James, you're talking about Jordan Rhodes, right? McBurney scored 24, 25 goals in the championship last year. Went into the Premier League this year. For twenty million pounds, so we're thinking, why? But if he wasn't playing, people would be going, "Why is McBurney? He scored 20, 24 goals in the championship, bagging the man. He's went for twenty million pound. We're not playing a centre forward." Yeah, I think we are lacking in that department. I think that looking at our team last night, the centre centre halves are lacking that department. But I just think that I wasn't surprised by Belgium. Um, and after watching Russia I was quite impressed with Russia And I thought if we'd have got a result there And we got off to a great start But we just couldn't maintain that And unfortunately we lost the game But I get back to my point We're four games in under Steve Clark And we're all disappointed Because we're desperate to get that to that a championship This guy's coming in for criticism now is unbelievable It's incredible football nowadays Modern day football manager has absolutely no chance we have got to now sit back and say, we've put our trust in them, we've got to give them the time. Roger, what about the type of players that are being called up? As, as James mentioned, you know, he, he in the past has, has looked at guys like Jordan Rhodes, Ollie McBurney is the guy who's had a lot of criticism this time. It seems that we, we don't have enough players to keep ripping all this up. We, we don't no. have enough players to bin half no, of the ones that, that played that, last that, night. That's the point I'm making. It, it, it's easy to be frustrated and disappointed after you lose 4-0 at home to Belgium, three days after losing 2-1 at home to Russia. But Gordon, this shouldn't surprise anyone. I'll go back. Remember that great campaign when Scotland won in Paris? Fadi scored the goal. They also beat France at Hamden when Gary Caldwell scored the goal. And but for a dubious decision against Italy, they, they might have even got to Euro 2008. Since then, we're now in the sixth qualifying campaign since then. We've had 52 qualifying games and we've won 20 over the last, just more than a decade now. 20 games in just over 10 years. So... It's not really to, anything to do with just Jordan Rhodes or, or just Oliver McBurney. This is serial failure on an epic scale for the Scottish national team. And Steve Clark can't arrest that decline in his own. Those 11 fellas running about at Hamden last night can't arrest it on their own. Any manager and players, they need a structure behind them. Listen to Neil Lennon at Celtic. Many times he's talk about the support he gets from Peter Lawwell and how he needs a structure, a recruitment mm. structure, and a coaching structure, and a backup team. Stephen Gerrard praises the Rangers board and his coaching team and his backup team and the support structure he's got. The man standing to my left here, United's most successful manager of the last 40 years, didn't do it on his own. A very good chairman in Bill Barry, he had a good, <laughs> had a good coaching staff, he had, a, he had a very, very good structure that he put in place there. You can't do it on your own. So Steve Clark needs support from the SFA, he needs support from the SPFL, he needs support from everyone inside Hamden to change the things they've been doing because the things they've been doing consistently for the last 10 or 12 or 14 years aren't working. They need a root and branch change of the way they do things internally to help the manager. And it might not stop Kevin De Bruyne running wild at Hamden. World-class player, probably one of the top five players in the world. But it might give Scotland more of a chance against Russia mm. and Kazakhstan and Cyprus and San Marino and whoever we get in a playoff. I suppose the obvious counter-argument is 
Are we supposed to believe then That Kazakhstan Or Cyprus Or Northern Ireland Or Wales Or Slovakia Or any of the other teams That have finished above us In recent seasons Are they doing something Clever And intricate Behind the scenes That, that we're not doing Kazakh, you know, is, is, is Kazakhstan's 3-0 win Against Scotland A sign that they have A better structure than we do Or is it just a failure Of the players And the management on the night Um if you're talking individually That defeat in Kazakhstan I would say a lot of it Was down to the players that night But if you remember A lot of players pulled out And didn't quite fancy Going to Kazakhstan We need to get that Knocked mm. out of them for a start You know it's all very well Players This really annoys me Players coming to press conferences Who do you mean though? Because I mean you mentioned Matt Ritchie earlier on And no disrespect to Matt Ritchie Are these guys going to make any difference? Whether Matt Ritchie's available or not Is that going to make any but, difference it, it, to us? Listen It's incremental improvements if the manager of the day, whoever that is, wants to pick Matt Ritchie or Stephen Fletcher and James Mitt, maybe he doesn't want to pick them, I don't know. Alan Hutton, Phil Bardsley, Alan McGregor, Craig Gordon, Lee Griffiths. If the manager of the day thinks those players can help in any way in his squad, then either he should be able to pick them with the assistance of whoever... Or if you'd be able to say On the day the squad's names Listen boys I wanted to pick these half dozen guys But I'm not interested in playing for Scotland The days of sugarcoating this By saying Player A is managing an injury He didn't seem to be managing it The previous Saturday for his club Or the next Saturday for his club Only seemed to the midweek for Scotland He was managing that injury So They need to call these players out Everybody needs to help Steve Clark Going forward Other people Are you saying You're asking me there Are other teams Doing something better than Scotland They must be Lichtenstein went to Greece and got a draw in this this last double header. That's what I mean. Then, so mm. all, you know, for all, for all this talk about structure, what, what, what's what's this Lichtenstein structure that we're missing out on? There's well, not one, Gordon. It's absolute nonsense. There's not one. But you go back to you go back to Rogers' uh, point there about you know players managing injuries. See, nowadays, years and years ago, you would have run to Hamden to pull on that jersey. Now clubs are managing players. And because of the investment in these players and because of the importance as a club manager and staff, sometimes these players will probably be put in the opposite direction of going to international duty, just let's say. Whether that's right or wrong, it's up to other people to decide that. But that's what happens nowadays. And there's no getting away mm. from it. If you've got a star player and you've got a big game the following week, there's a lot of managers under severe pressure. As I, I said there, Football management now is there's no you, lifespan to it. Steve Clark has walked into a job that everybody was popular, everybody thought, yeah, popular uh, choice. And all of a sudden, four games and two of them with Belgium, one with Russia. And all of a sudden, people are calling for his head. It's incredible. Let's hear again from the manager. He says the chances, well, he obviously, of course, the chances of progressing from the group are over, but he says they need to focus on finishing third ahead of the Nations League playoff. It seems like a long way away. Uh, he says there were still positives to take. The group's over in terms of qualification. Uh, what we have to do now is we have to, when we spoke about it after the game, we have, we have to target third position. It doesn't look very good where we are on the table just now. It's 12 points up for grabs. And between now and the, the end of this qualifying campaign, we have, to, we have to make sure that we finish third in the group. It's good for us in terms of rankings and seeding. And also, if we finish third in the groups, it will mean that we have performed well. Won a few games and picked up points, which should give us confidence going into the playoff games in March. I think if people look at the game tonight 
and, and certain parts of the game, certain aspects of the game, the way we, we try to pass the ball, the way we try to press a very good team. It's difficult to press Belgium because they, they pass the ball really well. But at times we got it right. You can't avoid the scoreline and I'm not, I'm not trying to avoid the scoreline. But there were bits in the game, moments in the game where I thought we looked we looked as though we could become a decent team in time, given time to grow. I'm four games into my tenure. I don't like losing games, I don't like losing games heavily so we have to try and address that in the next four games coming up it's not always about building I'm not going to experiment in the next four games I don't have to experiment, I have to work with the players that are at my disposal and I have to try and make us better and certainly more resilient defensively Thomas is in Dunmarnock, hi Thomas How you doing? Good Thomas, what's your take on all this? Well, I said years and years ago we'd never qualify again in your lifetime I still stand by it, although we've got a parachute system now, they may get an outside chance, but if, if it was to continue in group qualification, they're, they're not good enough, and the players are not good enough. There's, Graham Souness said, was it, I think a, a year ago or something, we've got decent journeyman players now. It's simple, we've not got the players we used to have, you know, the, you know like Douglas and Souness, and, and all these players, a way back, Joe Jordan, Lorimer, Law, or no, if you go further back. So, but, but, but you've got to try and do, but you've no got the players. It's the whole structure of the game in Scotland. When you look at Europe, your team, when, when, when we were good, we were well with, we competed, our teams were good in Europe, in the United, Aberdeen, Rangers, Celtic, Hibs and Hearts even, but now that's not happening anymore. And when you look at the England, they, they, they've realised a problem as well with their, the, the foreign players. But they're getting it; they're slowly getting it right. They are their, their youth teams winning tournaments, you know, like, uh, European Championships and World Cups. They set up a new game. What Smith said, I think it was, we're getting caught up in the nine in a row and ten in a row. And he was talking about it during Rangers' time. But if actually come round to that again, and. I've always said the four games a season is well by itself by date now. We've got plastic pitches we're playing on here. Another thing, see, see Belgium, it's not even their number one sport. I think it's cycling their number one sport. But why were no... I, I don't. I, I still don't think we've got the players. I, I, I genuinely don't. But should they be competing better? Probably. Mm. But they've got to look at the whole structure of the game here. And as I said, uh, the only thing I'll say, your argument there, Thomas, you're saying there about four games up here, plastic pitches up here. If you look at the majority of our players the other night, they play in England. They play, you know, you've got Manchester United players, you've got Norwich players, you've got West Ham players, you've got Champions League players. You've got so so they're not playing in the the format that Thomas is talking about. They're not playing in plastic pitches. So is it just the Scottish lads that? Needs improve It's a full I just I go back to this argument Every time Scotland Have a bad result Is Everything is Looked at for Oh the coaches Are poor at uh, the, the bottom levels Or Under 12s And all the way up The structure's wrong uh, Playing four games Against Rangers And Celtic Rangers Celtic Dominating Scottish football The majority of our players Are playing in England Roger the obvious Counter argument when when we hear things like we don't have the players is the the numerous other nations that man for man actually don't have squads probably as strong as ours that manage to find a way and yeah. I know it's become tired I know it's become lazy well, listen, but you have to mention it you I, know who I'm going to say I, I know you look, you look Northern at Ireland Northern Ireland last night um, they only lost two 0 to Germany second goal deep in injury time and their front two were Niall McGinn and Connor Washington 
who aren't guaranteed starts for Aberdeen or Hearts. I think where Northern Ireland have benefited in the last few years is they've stuck with a manager. It was a guy the SFA tried to poach. He's now in a six-year deal there. He's in charge Didn't of... Didn't win any of his first nine in charge, yeah, was it? Correct. But he's put a structure in place there. And if he says to the Irish FA jump, they say, how high? Hmm. They do whatever Michael O'Neill believes can give Northern Ireland that little edge. Now, they did lose to Germany. And there's no disgrace losing to Germany. But prior to losing to Germany... They'd won their first five qualifiers And they made it to a national And, and a major competition That's the point isn't it The Republic of Ireland I watched them against Switzerland Whatever night it was at the weekend Gordon And they're playing Switzerland With Glenn Whelan 35 years of age from Hearts At the base of the midfield Now I saw Glenn Whelan The previous Saturday at home to Hamilton And if I'd had a fiver I'd have put it in me Getting about the park quicker than Glenn Whelan But somehow In that Republic of Ireland team Is a vital cog for Mick McCarthy and is still doing a job So you, you talk about players I genuinely think it's more about A structure Supporting the team Supporting the manager And doing what the manager needs To get that little extra 5% Now Northern Ireland aren't going to beat Germany They're about to play Holland home and away They're not going to beat Holland There's no disgrace to that But where they do well Against what Scotland do is They go and beat the rest They go and beat Estonia home and away yep. They go and beat Belarus home and away Is that a mentality thing? Does that, does that come into it? I think a lot of it is And you hear Not so much last night Because you know Belgium beat a lot of teams 4-0 yeah. but, but the other night Having led against Russia It was amazing The number of people From Steve Clark The manager And Andy Robertson The captain Down Who said our, our mentality's mm-hmm. not right We froze We panicked We were scared Why? Andy Robertson's just played In back-to-back Champions League finals all the Celtic lads play an absolutely huge contest. They played an old fun game at a packed Ibrox the previous Sunday. Why are those players freezing when they pull on a dark blue Do you jersey? actually believe that, Roger? I don't believe that. I, I, I don't believe that these It kind of looked like it, though, in the sense that <sighs> so as soon that, as Scotland is, is scored, just, is, something is, changed. Is that just an excuse from the players? Are they uh, just digging uh, yeah, themselves yeah, out yeah, and making th- up excuses? I, yeah, I think so. I really do. Because I, I don't understand why you, they would you freeze. Got, you got off to the best start in the world against Russia and you're on the front foot and you get that goal. You don't then all of a sudden say as a player that's... You know, as Roger said there, players that are playing in these games in front of these crowds with the pressure... Um, the biggest pressure game you'll get is a Rangers Celtic game. But, Celtic but, but it must be something because we've just covered off the fact that they are good players, despite what everyone else. I know that that, that that's another debate, but there are clearly players there that, that should be able to handle. So, so what yeah. happens then? Because something obviously happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we ended up losing the goal. Uh, the the game. We end up losing a lot of possession as well. But I don't think that's just mm. down to going well. We're going to freeze. But the biggest thing I don't think you decide to freeze yeah, <laughs> Something that you can't I, control No, I, I'm, I'm not buying that one But it's everybody's opinion But when I look at the Scotland manager He was brought in because of one thing really He went into most games up in Scotland as the underdog And he could organise his team To go and get results at Celtic and Ranger And finish third And had terrific seasons with Kilmarnock And everybody was talking about them Give the guy time to put that into place 0141 951 1025 We're going to hear from you And from the Scotland captain next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here. We're looking back on Scotland's disappointing night against Belgium. It's a disappointing weekend, disappointing month, disappointing year, etc. etc. We're back where we've been a few times. Jim is on Twitter though. He says it was individual and horrendous errors. The SFA have development football like Belgium. We have academies and performance schools like Belgium. We have a good selection of players in the Premier League like Belgium. We need to stop the errors. Black and Gold says Clark was brought in for one reason to be structured and shut the back door. So far, he's failed. And John McKell says the players roll over and accept defeat. Not an ounce of dig in McTominay or McLean. So called Premiership players, toothless and embarrassing. Stephen Fletcher's better than Phillips and McBurney combined as well. Yeah, we're getting everything out now, Gordon. Everything will be blamed. Um, I agree. I think, uh, especially last night watching the game, if you're a coach, you, there's nothing you can do about a, a player making a decision that's a wrong decision. There's absolutely nothing. And guys like, if you look at uh, Belgium to, to Scotland, you're thinking, what a good header that was. If you're looking at Scotland, you're saying, Mulgrew must do better as a centre-back. He's got to go and win that. So, you've got different opinions. It's individual. Everybody says, you know, O'Donnell should have took out the lad at uh, the first goal. Right? Should have just taken w- one Would you be team. one of them who would, yes. who would say that? Yes, I think sometimes you've got to be clever and know what you're playing against. They're all of a sudden a counter-attack. And if you are a player, you're thinking... These guys are, are starting to, to motor now. We're in trouble. So I've got to make sure that ball doesn't go forward. And if you've got to take a yellow card, take a yellow card. The minute he doesn't take that yellow card, don't get me wrong, there's still a long way to go. But that ball goes in to De Bruyne, you are in trouble. You're done. Because he is too good. And Robertson's now in a situation, what does he do? He's standing in the middle, he's trying he's to buy time. But he's too clever Plays in Lukaku 1-0 down uh, you, You're on the back foot right? And for the Vermaelen goal Roger You can see If you watch it back As soon as He runs towards the ball Kenny McLean has his head in his hands He knows that that was his man He knows that he let him go And uh, it ended up Beyond David Marshall again Yeah but Listen I think we're fixating too much On individual errors last night Belgium are going to beat teams Wouldn't surprise me if Belgium won Euro 2020 They are that good when De Bruyne is on that form, he's possibly the best player in Europe. He's a fantastic player. And then you throw in You can always Lukaku. do better though, can you not? You can do better. Of course you can do better. But the, the games that annoy me are the games you could say we should be beating Belgium. But we should be beating Kazakhstan and Cyprus and San Marino. And we shouldn't be losing at home to Russia in the manner we did after going one up in 10 minutes. So what we need to do is focus on the things that we can improve on rather than fixating on, you know, pretending our players are better than Kevin De Bruyne or Romelu Lukaku. But okay, or then, Alder what, okay, or then what about the individual guys? errors on Friday night then? How do we stop them? Well, I, I think what we need to do is give Steve Clark a little bit longer. I read stuff from Steve Clark the other day. He was talking about there's no quick fix. There wasn't a quick fix at Kilmarnock, he claimed. It just looked that way. What he did at Kilmarnock was he drilled those players. Until they were, you know, on the edge of, you know, energy, all their energy was sapped. He worked with O'Donnell, Broadfoot, Finlay, and Taylor. He worked with Dicker and Power and he got them into a shape and he got them disciplined and they all knew where they were to be and they all knew where each other was to be mm. as well. 
And it's going to be harder at international level to do that Because you don't get the same time to work with players You know, you could drill Say for instance, he started drilling that back four Prior to the games against Cyprus and Belgium in June Right? And he was quite happy with the work he had done in those two games Squad pitches up for these two games Completely different different back four four. But you know, from circumstances So actually then, is the key to as much as people are tempted to want to rip things up The, the key is actually to pick pretty much the exact same squad the next time around Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, we're asking about Northern Ireland and the Republic That's, that's what they do, they have a core that that's keeps what, coming back yeah. That's what they do And you need to give Steve Clark every opportunity to work with players We've got a winter break coming up England have a winter break coming up It won't surprise you to know that the authorities in the two countries have the winter breaks in separate months However, would it do any harm for the SFA to say to the clubs in Scotland Listen boys I know you'll jet off to Dubai and Florida But can Steve Clark have the, the home base players For three or four days in January And to say to the English clubs Listen can Steve Clark have the English base players For three or four days in February And allow them to work and do stuff with them And try and you know, try and get a little bit Almost like a club mentality mm. Into the national team Let's hear from Andy Robertson Before we hear from Jim in Rutherglen Strangely probably a wee bit more positive than Friday um, I think we played Better at times, uh, we had spells in the game where we played, you know, better than more us. But again, at this level, we, you know, two set plays. We have a free kick ten minutes in, where it's now now, and we end up leaving ourselves two v one at the back, and Lukaku's not missing from there. So you end up one 0 down when you've started really well. These are things that we need to change because three set pieces, one ours and two of them, and we end up three 0 down at half time after actually not doing much wrong so these are the basic errors that unfortunately we can't make and it's it's just small margins but small margins make a big difference in this game there is some stuff that we can take from this game and positives we can take from this game and now we need to take them into the next four games because although some people might not think they're big they're huge for us because they'll get us ready for March four games we've got to get things right build momentum get confidence back um, you know finish you know as high up in this group as we can and then in March we're in a better place where the lads are confident, the lads are, you know, five and going into these two games because if you look about the squad, it's probably the two biggest games that any of us have played for the, the country. So we need to make sure that they're the two games that get us to the Euros and it's not us getting left behind. So that's our aim and over the next four games all the lads will, will show up, give a roll and um, we'll be better for it. Jim and Rutherglen, talk to us. Hi, good evening guys, how are you? Hi Jim um, right, um, It was just to basically touch on what Roger says at the uh, beginning of the show It was actually bang on with everything It's it's everybody's fault We have these double headers And then it all goes pear-shaped And everybody all kicks up for a few days after it Then the league campaign starts And it just blows over to the next two And then it starts again Hugh says last night it's about personnel Would you say that Scotland have a better personnel Player by player than Northern Ireland have? Would you say Scotland did better first 11? I would, yes. So would I. So how come Northern Ireland can punch above their weight and be organised and compete in a group with Holland and Germany because they've got a stadium that suits the level international that they're at. They've got a unified support. They've got a structure there that suits. Michael O'Neill, if he could came to Scotland, would just simply have failed because nothing else is right when about the international side. In my opinion, I know a lot of people have got nostalgia with it, but Hamden is done. 35,000 scattered about Hamden I think it's just a benefit for the away team now Rather than the home Scotland do everything wrong That Northern Ireland do right In my opinion anyway What do you think? Again Jim It's it's, the nail on the head a few times It's very very difficult to argue with And one of the the things that saddens and annoys me is 
Every time we have one of these international double headers in Scotland under a chair, we have this post mortem in the radio, and we do it in the newspaper at the Scottish Sun as well, and it's all over the TV, and and it, it matters deeply to the supporters, and it matters deeply to the media and to the people round about on the periphery. And you would love to hear from the SFA and love to hear that it means as much to them as it means to everybody else because, once again, there's a sound of silence. And and I've spoken about they keep doing the same things and they keep getting the same failed results. There's a new president there, Rod Petrie. There's a new vice president, Mike Mulraney. There's a recently appointed chief executive in Ian Maxwell. You would love to think that they would stop for a minute and think, hold on a wee second, maybe we should try something different. Why don't we get Steve Clark in and his backroom team in and ask what more we can do? Why why don't we change things? Why don't we change where we play the games? Why don't we change how long Steve Clark got with the players? Why don't we try and change the, the pricing policy to try and get more people into the games to support the team? Why why don't we change? You know, just just try something different. It must be difficult, though, Roger, when you think about the the sort of arithmetic of it all. So, what was there twenty five thousand last night? Where, where do you propose that we play the game You also want to make it cheaper as well So not only are you going to have less people But they're paying less to an association That hasn't been in a major tournament but, And received but, money but, from but it then, since 1998 Are you talking about the bigger picture The sort of growth the, the from big, there the, bigger, the, the role of a flagship sponsor Now companies All companies who invest their money Into sports sponsorship Want to be associated with success they don't want their product associated with failure. You're talking sort of long term then. Yeah, I get so it. you okay. need to try and get results on the pitch. And then when results, there's an upturn, then it's easier to get a sponsor because the, the companies want their logo on the shirts or on the training mm. gear around about the park of a successful team. Likewise, if we can get a successful team and maybe break this cycle of failure and get to a major finals, suddenly the money pours in. Because everyone wants to be associated with you then You've prize money, you've the appearance money You've got all the endorsements So maybe take a little hit at the turnstile Maybe worth it in the long term Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Big thank you to Jim in Rutherglen It's beat the pundit time Is it Gordon DL? Is it Roger minus one? Hannah, one of them is going to be up against you For your chance to win a signed ball If you fancy it tonight 01419511025 You have to be quick Because you only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to thompsons.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here Looking back on a disappointing couple of days for Scotland The group I hopes are over Where does this leave us now between this moment And going forward to that playoff when it comes around in March Still plenty of time for you to have your say 01419511025 Let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Yes, it is Beat the Pundit time Roger Hanna's ready, Gordon DL also And one of them is about to take on nobody Because the contestant has just disappeared So here we go, if you want to play, now's your chance Call up right now and you can get on 01419511025 Call us right now to take part and Beat the Pundit It was all set up, we were about to get the contestant on and he disappeared Give us a call right now if you want to play 01419511025 And uh, Roger Hanna obviously starts on minus one And... Pointed out quite rightly during the break If only Kevin De Bruyne had started on minus one last night That would have been helpful, Roger 
Uh, it certainly would. He, he deserves to be handicapped a lot more than I do. I was talking to, I was in the office last night covering stuff for the newspaper, but a couple of uh, the lads we had covering the game at Hamden say it is the best individual performance they have ever witnessed on a football field. And typically it had to be against Scotland, but when any players like that, he is on a different plane. Three assists, one goal, and it looked at times as if he had the ball all to himself. Mm. Just so clinical, Gordon, but doing mm. it in the right place at the right time because actually, if you check the stats, Scotland's ball retention last night was actually pretty good and they made way more passes than they did against Russia and they made them more accurately. But my goodness, the Belgians don't have pass it in the right areas and, and hurt you. Yeah, and the, the biggest thing is their movement, Gordon. When you're that good a player, you think you're within touching distance, you think you've got them, everything's nice and tight. You look at the ball, you look back and you're thinking, where is he? He's gone, like the... Contestant. Oh, don't you worry. We've made, it, we've made a substitution. James is in Mary Hill. Hi, James. Hello. How are you tonight, James? Good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad, James. This was just an impulse decision. We asked for you to call. You called. No time to think about it. Are you ready to get thrown straight in? Yeah, all good. Good man. I'm going to toss the coin. Head you're up against Roger minus one. Hannah and Tails. It will be Gordon DL. And it's Tails. Gordon DL. Against James from Mary Hill So let's give Gordon some Clyde 2 And make sure he can't hear us And we'll get your clock up and running James, you have 30 seconds Head to head with Gordon Now remember, you can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Right, let's do it Scotland sit in what position In their Euro qualifying group? Uh, Who did Rangers sign Wes Fodringham from? Swindon What is the nickname of Air United? Uh, Pass who opened the scoring for Belgium last night? Uh, Lukaku What is the name of the team Chris Boyd played for in the MLS? Vancouver uh, Whitecaps At which club did Ryan Christie begin his playing career? Inverness Cali And what nationality is Newcomb Marmluck signing Jan Koprovic? Uh, ah. Okay, uh, Gordon Diel, can you hear us? Yes I can Great, same set of questions to you, shall we? Yep Scotland sit in what position in their Euro qualifying group? Who did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from? Uh, Scunthorpe What is the nickname of Air United? Honest man Who opened the scoring for Belgium last night? Uh, Lukaku What is the name of the team that Chris Boyd played for in the MLS? Uh, Portland Timbers At which club did Ryan Christie begin his playing career? Ryan Christie up north um, Inverness and what nationality is Newcomb Marmluck signing Jan Koprovic? Slovenian. Uh, oh, I have to say. Uh, James, what do you think? How do you think Gordon got on compared to yourself? <laughs> I think he's just edged. Do you think he pipped you? Yeah. I mean, right, well, let's yeah. find out. Let's find out where the damage happened. Scotland sit in what position in their Euro qualifying group? It is fifth. You both got it. So it's a, a one all start. Who did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from? It was Swindon. James, you got it. Oh, Gordon didn't. It so it's 2 1 to James. Unfortunately, you came up against the former Air United manager. So uh, he happened to know that the nickname is the Honest Men and equalises 2 all. Good game, this, because you both knew that Romelu Lukaku opened the scoring 3 all. Uh, at which club did Ryan Christie begin his playing career? Inverness. You both got that. Which means it all comes down to the, the the fifth question Which I conveniently missed out uh, What is the name of the team Chris Boyd played for in the MLS? Portland Timbers It was Portland Timbers, James Gordon got it, you didn't And he even kind of got the last one as well Which was Slovenian So I'm afraid he pipped you at the post, James 
nice one. It was a, a good game. It was, it was a good game, James. Brilliant. Uh, good effort, James. I think we'll get a rematch sometime when you've had a bit more time to compose yourself. But thanks for taking part at short notice. No problem. Thanks, guys. See you later. I'm back. I'm back. I, I, I'm back with You got hammered listen, on Thursday, didn't you? Listen, no, I didn't get hammered. Tiebreak. We, we know the secret, don't we? Behind his return to form. Yes, he's taking on a new diet. I believe is behind the the, the increased brain what's, power. What's, Would you like to share what's it? What's the word with for it, Pescatarian. You're now a pescatarian. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> Why? What, I'll, te- what? I'll tell you tomorrow. What's behind the big change of heart? I, I've sort of uh, given up eating. Meat and stuff like well, that. I, I, I know what pescatarian yeah. means, but I'm wondering <laughs> why. <laughs> um, I just feel that um, you know, just different things and so you're a only bit healthy. Fish, I like a bit of fish okay. and pasta salads and stuff like that. I'm getting a wee bit older. I've got to look after the body a bit, bit more, more. Envir- environmentally cautious, yeah, just, perhaps, or aware. Yeah, so I'm giving up my pies as well which I'm going to that's going to be a big test on a Saturday right, for okay. me you've been good on a Saturday yeah, you take those Roger. little snacks don't you yeah when you get a little bit older uh-huh. and you'll get there one day you've just got to look after yourself yeah. a little bit better and you know I'm sure all the listeners are out there wanting me around for years and years to come <laughs> uh, Roger how many nights has he sat in here on a Tuesday and said I'm going good. home to have a steak. steak I cannot wait for one my steak so I'm keen to steak, but um, a salad big no, potato I'm for, uh, Gordon I'm definitely going for it I've been away I've been speaking to people about this I've been doing a bit <laughs> like of research who? why? dietitians uh, <laughs> I've been not? watching the BBC <laughs> food guide as well uh, so I've been doing a lot of work and I'm going to start cooking a lot of my own stuff as well I, and I think I should be applauded for Taking a step forward in Gordon you'll be able to see it Because you walk past it every day When that butcher and mother will Goes bankrupt You know why There's only one man to blame The fish van will be Doing a roaring trade Well listen I still think this pescatarianism Could be a red herring oh, Dear oh dear oh dear <laughs> Let's get back to the phones 01419511025 Alec is in Prestwick Hi Alec Hi how are you doing alright Yes Alec how are you Yeah just about the Scottish Performance And the Scottish football SFA to blame or is it whatever. Uh, I listened to a radio programme and it was interviewed with a a Belgium reporter. Mm-hmm. And in two I think it was in two thousand Belgium hosted the Euros with Holland and right. a disaster, yep. Uh, and then they said they've they've come up through the ranks and it's all down to the Belgium FA. But the reporter was saying it actually wasn't, right? It was actually down to the clubs. And I think he made three comparisons. I think last year, I think it was Bruges that won the league. Yeah. And within that, they had seven players that came through their academy. And also, was it Campo went to Anderlecht? He's trying to do the same thing. And why he was saying it was just by luck that Belgium got there not by the SFA or the Belgium Football Association, it was by the clubs investing in the youth. Yes, it's funny you can say that. Some of the reporters spoke to Romelu Lukaku um, over the weekend and Romelu Lukaku made that point that the clubs helped immensely in the redevelopment. Ten years ago, Belgium was 66th in the world at a time when Scotland were 22nd. Um, at that stage, if the fixture between the two teams had been 4-0, it would have been 4-0 to Scotland. And yep. the transformation in the two countries has been marked since then. And the clubs did play a big part. They promoted more young Belgian youth. They promoted them at an earlier age. They exposed them to greater levels of first-team football. 
And when the time came They allowed them to move on to bigger and better things um, I'm not going to say unfortunately But the reality of the situation is That's not going to happen in Scotland Now you would maybe like it to happen in Scotland For the betterment of the national team But come Saturday At 5-12 to 12, when this programme starts The focus will be back on Hamilton versus Celtic And then at 3 o'clock Rangers versus Livingston And the battle for the Premiership title Celtic going for nine in a row Rangers desperately trying to stop nine in a row If any any of us seriously believe That Neil Lennon or Stephen Gerrard Are going to promote more Scottish kids Into the teams this season Or any other season Then we're badly mistaken Well no, I I think I'll come back And I think that there's a a, a good youth programme in Scotland Right, I'm a Marvel supporter Right, okay We've had quite a few Young players and under twenty ones, right? Okay, and I, I think the comparison is in the the maximum the attendance in Belgium average te- attendance is twenty thousand, right? And uh, the the lower teams are about six thousand. So I, I think there's a, a an element that the clubs have to take responsibility. I'm not talking about Rangers and Celtic, but all the other clubs have to develop the young people to move them on and of course they'll move on to other bigger teams, right? But the point is that why don't the SFA really promote the younger Scottish players into the, the big teams, right? Because if you think about it, the under 21 they're playing, I think they're playing tonight mm-hmm. uh, with no chance of winning or getting anywhere through this group, so why don't we just invest in the youth of the teams that are coming through to see what they can do Which Belgium did 10 years ago Or however many years ago Yeah It kind of sounds good Gordon There's clearly a balance To be struck Because mm. it's not like the, It's not like the players That played for Scotland Last night are all 30 plus And we have to rip it all up we'll And introduce just guys squad. Guys that are 19 mm-hmm. And and when you look at Our under 21 squad At the moment As Alec quite rightly says They are playing tonight Are there many Are there any That, that you think c- Could make the step up At the moment because it surely can be detrimental to throw guys into an international setup when they're not ready. Well, it's the ma- the manager's job and obviously Scott Gemmell's job um, to get together and talk about the ones. It's it's, it's just goes back to the simple fact of uh, when you're at a club and you know you're the under twenty one coach and you go and say to the manager, "Listen, this young boy here's playing out of skin. He's been different class. I think he can take the step up." The manager then looks and thinks, yep, yeah, I do agree with that, or no, I think he's still in his development years. And I'm sure that once Steve Clark, and I say it once again, and we go back to this hard uh, thing about Michael O'Neill, Michael O'Neill was given time. Steve Clark's got to be given time to get his feet under a desk. Yes, the results and the performances that people are saying have been poor against Russia and Belgium, but... He needs time to settle down and put his plan into place, Gordon. And I think we just get, you know, we go, we go off the track sometimes. We start blaming everything else. He needs time. We brought him in to do a job. Let the guy do a job. Roger, perhaps the question we need to ask is not how do we produce more players, but how do we make these players perform when they pull on the Scotland jersey? Because... If you were to take a step back see, see you were unaware Blissfully unaware Of, of our recent results But you were to look At the 
relatively young players at our disposal When was the last time we could call in a Champions League winner? And in reserve, we've got a £25 million backup from who's just gone to the top six in English Premier League And Scott McTominay, we've got another guy who's playing in the top six in the English Premier League You know John McGinn's story, Ryan Fraser is one of the most effective wingers in the English Premier League So we actually are producing players, but for some reason they can't do it for Scotland yeah, we've been through a very difficult phase I think the calendar year 2017 Gordon Strachan's last at the helm I think Scotland went right the way through the calendar year yeah, Until Gordon yeah. was sacked about November Unbeaten, which was the first time in Goodness knows how many years that had happened So they were performing at that stage I actually wonder if the players Have been affected by everything that's happened In the last 18 to 20 months With the national team because they have been in a state of flux Gordon Strachan was, was put out the door There was a period of time before Alec McLeish was brought in There was a lot of chopping and changing Alec McLeish was put out There was then a period of time before Steve Clark was brought in And that's going to lead to uncertainty for footballers um, So I think now, as Gordon says, they need to settle with Steve Clark They need to allow Steve Clark to, to get his squad together Allow time for the players to understand what Steve Clark wants from them and telling Steve Clark to understand what those players can provide for him. So I think the players that we've seen in the four games under Steve Clark are better than we've seen them play. And we just now need a bit of patience to allow Steve Clark to mould them and make sure that the, the sum of the parts is equal or even better than the individual components. Maybe because ultimately there are other international teams, Gordon, who... Turn up and the players raise their game mm -hmm. It seems that we have the opposite effect Is yeah, that, yeah, that and fair? I, we have umpteen players who are better for their clubs than they are for Scotland Yeah, when you look at the squad And you look at the, you know, every week where they're playing The size of crowds they're playing in front of The teams, the pressure that they're under to keep their place You look at, for instance, up here You look at Celtic players They're under severe pressure because of the size of the squad You've got Ryan Jack then there, obviously, and playing very well, but unfortunately took an injury. You look at McTominay playing week in, week out now with Man United, with Pogba's and people like this. We've got the players, but we need to find a winning mentality. Do we need uh, to find a different system, does? That's only up to the manager, Roger, who feels comfortable in that system. And I'm sure he will sit down and analyse the last two games and look and do everything in his power. Mm. But once again, I'm a great believer, if we've brought him in, We've got to give them time what, what, would be the, what would be the alternatives Roger but We've got we've seem to have this problem Where we've got so many midfielders We don't have much in front of them And we don't have much behind them either I don't I don't know Just looking back at you know, Steve Clark had success at Kilmarnock It's almost old fashioned and, and people scoff when you mention it But he had great success With a 4-4-2 system Where he had two banks of four And then the, the best spin he had Is Kilmarnock managers When Greg Stewart and Eamon Brophy Were up top Stewart just operating behind Brophy And, and you know Getting into holes And you know, pulling defenders out of, out of areas. You just wonder if you don't really need to change the personnel too much. But if he could get a four-four-two that he was comfortable with, could could maybe provide you know a better results and better displays than than what we've seen. Now, as Dan says, completely up to the manager. I could be talking rot. Steve Clark could be sitting listening to this, shaking his head. But you just wonder it was a success for him. He made a success out of it at Kilmarnock. Is that the template you could maybe repeat at international level? Dell is in Dunfermline. He's got some thoughts on the Scottish FA. He's coming up next, as is the full time teaser. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. Still time to get your calls in or tweet us at Clyde SSB. Let's read out a couple. There have been many, many tweets coming in tonight. I certainly can't get through them all. Um, Sir Alan Fitzwalter says The reason Northern Ireland punch above their weight Is their national identity Players, member clubs, fans All working in concert Not divided in the way the Scottish game is uh, And Cachise says It should be noted Northern Ireland qualified for Euro 2016 Winning a group with Romania and Hungary and They were the main rivals Scotland have had to play Belgium, Germany and England In recent qualification campaigns That's Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Shall we introduce the teaser for tonight? Is it is it that time? I think yeah. it is. Okay, full time teaser time, and this one tonight has been sent in by John Smith. Yes, absolutely. He's the Tuesday night teaser man because he picks the hard ones for you two. So it's not about Scotland. You'll be pleased to know. I thought I would make it about the opposite topic, England. I'm not sure it's quite opposite. I think my definition of the word opposite is is tenuous at best there, but we'll give it a go. Since 1999, eight players have made their debuts for England whilst in their 30s. So since 1999, eight players have made their debuts for England whilst in their 30s. Can you name them? In their 30s? Must be goalkeeper. Was Alan Thompson one? He was. He was 30 when he made his debut against Sweden in 2004. Roger, a goalkeeper in there, and I can't remember his name. But he plays in goal. You can play along with us at Clyde SSB. Goalkeepers tend to play in goals. You can play along with us at Clyde SSB. And if you want to hear your question used on the show, you need to send it into fulltime at Clyde1.com. Dell is in Dunfermline. Hi, Dell. How are you doing, guys? Good, Dell. What's on your mind tonight? Well, it just it's really kind of cuts in when I talk about Scotland. Uh, Scotland man through and through, uh, all above my club team anyway. But I picked up something Steve Clark says in one of his interviews, and it was about how he only had four days with some of these guys. Now this, as you say, this is this guy's fourth game in. You know, I really think the, the governing body should be stepping in and saying, right, clubs, this is what's happening. We've got a big major Europe game coming up for the national team. Two weeks before it, I know that's a bit excessive, maybe even nine days or whatever. No club matches, we're going to give it back into the Scotland manager. And they, the, the, the kind of domestic games are kind of, you know, put by um, so as he can concentrate on it. What do you think? Gordon, it would, it would be some gesture, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think I'll ever harm. Um, I think that clubs and managers now are selfish towards their own needs Gordon and you kind of understand yeah, that as well I was don't just you? going to say that and I totally understand that I would be the same myself if I was a, a manager of uh, a top club and you're seeing one or two of your players going away and they're important players and you're thinking well you know he could come back and an injury or whatever nowadays players are now managed by the clubs because of the financial input because of the pressure that's on the clubs because of the pressure's on the managers and unfortunately then the national team suffers. Uh, I don't. I, I, I can understand Dell's point of view. I think it'd be. I think Steve Clark would love that. Uh, a bit more time. Uh, every international manager would love it, whether they're successful or not. But I don't think it'll harm. Roger, you actually suggested something similar earlier on. Yeah, you I, and Dell are I, singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah, I, I, the, the point I mean was prior to the Nations League playoff, we've got home semi final guaranteed at Hamden for the end of March. It's a huge game. It gives us a right good chance to get to a Nations League playoff final. 
Probably against either Norway or Serbia So why not Postpone the Premiership card in Scotland On the Saturday before this playoff game And give Steve Clark the best opportunity To get the players ready To work with them So they don't have just two or three days or four days Maybe give them a full week To work, to drill them And to get them into the best possible shape And we're not going to be playing a Belgium this time We're going to be playing in all likelihood Bulgaria or Israel what yeah, about the English a, Premier League factor though? And I know you, well, I know listen, you, I know you not, identified it earlier on. You, all, all you so is it worthwhile then? Because all, the vast majority of the squad are, are from English. there, are they not? Yeah, I, 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 I know what you're saying, Roger. But when you're a coach and you want to work on certain things, and you're right, it's brilliant to have the time to do it and hours to put it in training and say we're going to do double sessions, we're going to be better. But if you've not got your full squad there, Gordon. It's a complete waste of time I certainly like the ambition Del do you, Can you see it happening? I know you want it to happen Del But do, do you see know, some stumbling uh, blocks? Well don't get me wrong I mean well, There is stumbling blocks there Obviously You take your two old firm teams I'm a supporter of one side yet And I get what they're pushing for this season I get that But seeing real reality um, The two old firm teams could put out A team of 11 players Without any Scottish players in it To be honest with you but the, the squads have got. But just touching on that point, when one of you you spoke earlier about the, the injury pullouts and stuff mm. like that, mm. um, you know, to, as a governing body, can we not say, well, you've pulled out the national team, and you did say, but oh, lo and behold, the injury's cleared up by the following Saturday because we've got a game we're chasing nine in a row or trying to stop nine in a row. Should that player, can the government body not just say, well, you know, you've had an injury? So you miss the next game Yeah they can Northern Ireland FA did it with Kyle Lafferty last season Early on when he pulled out a Northern Ireland squad They didn't allow him to play in the next Rangers game um, The SFA have never really been inclined to invoke any of that legislation um, You would need to ask them why that is don't know whether they don't want to offend the players involved Whether they don't want to offend the clubs At the other end of things but yeah, I mean, I think it was a, used to back in the day it was a five day rule. I believe it's a four day rule now. To be fair, we don't really have anyone in that position right now, do we? I mean, we've got Stephen Fletcher, who looks like his his days with Scotland are, are done. It doesn't look like you know, it's not like he's coming into squads, pulling out of squads. Then you know, it just seems to be not available. Guys like Matt Ritchie, James MacArthur, we we don't seem to have too many from from this doubleheader certainly. Yeah, I, don't, I first and foremost, I don't agree with it um, as a player. Um, you can be injured for a game on Saturday and your injury could be recovered by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the fall and Saturday, Gordon. So I think it's unfair on the player to ban him for playing for his club because he could lose his place. If you know, if you're playing with a big club that's got a lot of uh, you know, a lot of talented players and a big squad just waiting for a chance. So I don't think that is the way forward. And also if a player pulls out uh, with injury, it clearly tells you, and he's not got an injury, say, because it does happen. Let's be honest, it does happen. If he doesn't want to play for Scotland, why have him there in the first place? You're wasting your time. Go with people that want to pull the uh, the blue shirt on and want to be mm. proud to play for Scotland and take it from there. Thanks to Dale and Dunferman. Gary is on Twitter. He says, Am I a million miles off in thinking last night had a lot of encouraging things about it? We could have sat in and dragged out a boring 2-0 defeat. We tried to play positive, which looked good in spells, a style that will work against lesser teams. The result was never going to be a positive one against the best team in the world, but there is a style there. Clark has four more games, which are free hits, to get us into shape for the playoffs. Thoughts? I I, um, I look at the, the goals that we conceded, Gordon. 
And they are stoppable They are errors for me I've got to say Take nothing away from Belgium They punished us when they got the opportunity Because of the quality they've got I think we have got things to work on Yes we're disappointed with the results Of course we are But I keep harping on about it And I will do This guy has been brought in With the majority of the thumbs up Give him time to go and produce a team that we're going to be proud of that can find a winning mentality. That's what we've got to find. Not find new stadiums, not find, you know, what the SFA are doing to go and help Steve Clark. Find a winning mentality on the park. I mean, Roger, there were there were signs in terms of the possession we kept last night. It, it, it was decent. I don't expect anyone to get carried away. We lost the game 4 0. So let's be honest, this stuff can only matter so much. But I think it was Andy Robertson that said that In a weird way they played better last night Than they did against Russia um, Yeah, for spells Early in the first half and, and, and for a period of the second half They did fine um, Like I think I saw what was it, 89% pass completion And I, t- I take the, all the yeah. counter Which could be, you know, they can be backward Listen, passes I get all that But they at least looked like they were trying to keep the ball yeah. And doing it with relative success And the, the, the manager said that I think the manager Disappointed though he is Late last night after the game When he reflects on it When he looks back at the videos It's his job to try and take as many positives out of it As he can The annoying thing for him is He doesn't get the players again for another month And the next fixtures rush away Which really isn't going to be any easier Mm. So what he needs to do is Just continue To drill the players in the way he wants If we're losing Russia, we're losing Russia No disgrace there again But we need to beat San Marino at home we need to beat Kazakhstan at home. I think we probably need to go to Cyprus and win the game for no other reason than morale boosting ahead of the really important games next spring. And if we can win those three games and we can build morale and build confidence because the players and the managers spoke about panicking and lack of confidence and freezing and, and, and things like that, all those little problems. If we can iron all that out... And somehow get through a semi-final and a final in the Nations League playoffs in March I think all will be forgiven It certainly will Uh, Gordon and Roger both think that Steve Clark needs some time And so does Romelu Lukaku He played under Clark at West Brom And says he's a great coach I think um, you should give Steve Clark the time You know, Give him the time to build something great That's something uh, that you need to do with a great manager A great coach like him Um, He's going to figure it out You you guys have a lot of young talents that I like but it's about him giving the time to, to build something great, you know. Now uh, you just have to try and do their best to win the, their upcoming games. But just give him the time and I think he'll do something great at this time. OK, how are you two faring on this teaser? Fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's where you need to send the question if you want to hear it on the show. And tonight's question sent in by John is this. Since 99, eight players have made their England debuts. Whilst in their 30s You've got Alan Thompson so far He's flying Ever since he's been a pescatarian The answers are pouring out of him I've got two And they play in the same position mm-hmm. That's how I've got them Is Jamie Fardy one? No Okay what about <clears throat> Is he not? No you need to get back on the stakes Hold, the on, stake hold on hold on I'm going, I'm going back to my, my salad here Ricky Lambert Yes uh, He was 31 Can you remember whose debut was against? Scotland Scotland 1-0 It was Scotland He scored 3-2 game yeah, it wasn't 1-0 No, he scored one All oh, right, okay uh, Ricky Lambert, Alan Thompson What about Leon Osman? Yes Oh, yeah Everton lad Don't even know And you know. mentioned a goal earlier on Tom Heaton that's in the squad just now Is he one? He is Roger what? Villa goalkeeper Uh-huh, one, two, three, 
four to go, is it? Yeah. Only other one I thought, I was trying to think back through the different England managers. What about Chris Powell? Yes, that's an outstanding shout. How on earth did you get that, Chris Powell? Leon Osman, Ricky Lambert, Alan Thompson, and Tom Heaton. You've got three to get and plenty of time to do it. Let's speak to Frank and Kilmarnock. Hi, Frank. Hi, Gordon. Uh, good evening, Gordon and Roger. Hi, Frank. Hi. Um, I, uh, I'm going to put a bit of a, a different stint on to tonight's conversation. Go for it's not about Scotland na- national team, but it's actually about Scottish football. I currently feel we have a world-class striker playing in our league. Um, and the obvious person, you know what I'm going to say in a minute. He scored 10 goals for Celtic. He's got 10 assists this season. He goes and makes his France under-21 debut, scores two goals in his debut, and then plays against a decent Czech Republic and an under-21 team last night. He scored another two goals, and his second goal was sublime. I think we're looking at the next... Potential, and I, I'm maybe getting ahead of myself. But I think he'll break first and foremost. He'll break the Scottish transfer record when he leaves, and unfortunately, he will leave. I think he'll go for over thirty million. But I think you're looking at the next Virgil Van Dyke style of player. I think Edward is one of a kind. He's exceptional. Um, in the past, the media and some pundits doubted was Virgil Van Dyke quality. I think there's some people asking that about Edward. To me, Edward is an absolute joy to watch. And I think we should all appreciate him in Scottish football whilst we've got him. And I know there's a bit of, I've seen a poll in your, your, your opposition's paper, Roger, the other day about is Morelos or Edward the best player. To me, you might say I'm biased because I'm Celtic. There's no argument yet. Edward has got it all. Morelos has got a great goal scoring record, but I just wanted to throw that point out to you and also say to people in Scottish football, I appreciate this boy where we've got him because he is absolutely phenomenal. Roger, before before you start, I didn't see that. Can you tell me who won that poll? Uh, no, I can't. Why? I actually didn't see it. <laughs> I was going to say, Frank, I think it's a disgrace. He's in the Celtic team. He's holding back Jack Aitches, and that's the problem with Scottish football now. Young Scottish lads can't get in the first teams. Scored for Forest Green in, in the weekend, in, incidentally. Yeah. Yeah. And listen... You talk about Daz's pescatarian diet The players at Forest Green, are, Forest Green are on a vegan diet Because of the chairman Doesn't allow any meat based right, yeah. products in the, in the ground So the players are on a vegan diet Anyway we digress <laughs> I said last week Frank After Celtic won at Ibrox And there was so much praise for Particularly Christopher Julian But tell us agree Volleyball and goalie as well For me the best player in the part was Edward um, I think he leads the line superbly I think he gave Cattage and Goldson an awful Afternoon, and I said that you don't hear people talking about Musa Dembele anymore because for me, Edward has replaced him in the hearts and minds of all the Celtic supporters and will go for a sum in excess of what Musa Dembele went for sooner rather than later. I think he's a terrific player. I don't know if you've seen the goals for France under 21s in the last few days, Gordon, but he's now doing it at that level as well. Mm-hmm. and Certainly appears to be getting better and better all the time. Yeah, and the next step up is obviously the the, the full squad. Um, when Celtic paid that sort of money for him, I sort of I sat back and I thought, oh, big transfer. They must really, really rate this boy, and he's he certainly delivered. You've got to see. He has got everything in his locker. He's got every single thing to be a top top player. I think he is a top top player now, but he's a young player. He's learning. He's getting better. Um, he's so confident now. You, you you witnessed his goal against Rangers. The minute he went one and one, and let's be honest, McGregor's been in that position 
Hundreds of times And come out a winner A lot of those times And he's a very experienced goalkeeper Terrific goalkeeper But the minute you see an Edward Going through one and one You're thinking This ball's gone in the back of the net uh, I don't know how much he'll go for Frank um, It's only what a club's willing to pay But if he keeps producing And keeps progressing Then he's certainly going to go for big money Yeah I'd agree with that Final word to you Frank no, I agree with um, what Roger said as well. It's interesting that a lot of people were praising, but I think because of the improvement in Julian and volleyball in the game at Ibrox, but I thought um, Edward gave the Rangers back for so much trouble. And I think that's the thing that people don't watch when you don't see him in the flesh. He, he just hassles defenders all the time. He's, he's a phenomenal talent. And uh, yeah, Alan certainly enjoy him for as long as we've got him, and hopefully he's here to do deliver mine. And, with, 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 a, with a hope and a prayer he might be there um, when we go and hopefully do 10 as well but thanks for taking my call guys and have a good night good man too, that Frank. was Frank in Kilmarnock it's 01419511025 the guys are still looking for three answers on the teaser and we'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors the league leader for compensation talk to thompsons.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here They're into the final part of tonight's show though Which means they need to get the finger out On the full time teaser Tonight's question sent in by John is this Since 1999 eight players have made their debuts for England Whilst in their 30s It made sense to have an England question tonight Because the rest of the show has been wall to wall Scotland So um, you've got Leon Osmond, Ricky Lambert, Chris Powell Alan Thompson, Tom Heaton Three to go What about Kevin Davis? Yes Brilliant Bolton right, right, 33 um, uh, he was When he made his debut Do you want a wrong answer? <laughs> yes If you so wish Roger said no. Dion Dublin You said Dion Dublin Yeah And did. it's wrong Okay that's the wrong What's answer What's Trevor wrong. Sinclair? Nope mm. How far back Have we gone Gordon? Did, I'm trying to think did, did Kevin Nolan Play for England? He's not one of the answers That's all you need to know mm. Since 99 Gordon 99 mm-hmm. You did say that I did say it yeah, A few yeah, times yeah. Yeah. yeah I've written it down um, I've just misplaced 99 99 Red Balloons A few um, questions coming in For you two on Twitter Neil Wishart says Do you lads think It's too early to be calling Shankland up to the International scene He might be playing The second tier But he's scoring for fun And full of confidence A natural goal scorer I think it is yeah Um I like the boy, he scores goals, great knack of scoring goals, but scoring goals in the championship and then going up into that sort of a level, uh, I think just a step too far just he's, now. He's a chance taker. Yeah. In, in attacking teams, he took chances for air in the season they came up, any of last season when they play off and United this season, they've got a fly on the top of the league. You may not have noticed Scotland don't create many chances at the minute. Yeah, we're so actually looking it, it for a guy who's going to bring other people up, into yeah. play, aren't we? Yeah. You, you, you look at. I know that once again we can talk about the amount of money Lukaku the other night there. Now he links a play up. He's so strong, and the minute Belgium under pressure, they can get it up to him. Everybody gets up, midfield gets up, and all of a sudden they start playing. We don't have anyone like that. We were looking at, you know... And Russia were the prime example of it. They did it oh, so well, was, didn't they? He was brilliant. He's my favourite player. I'm going to get his name in my back <laughs> if I can remember what, like, uh, what his name was. But the fact is, we had people that was trying to do runs in behind defences, Gordon. And sometimes that's very easy to defend against. I think we're looking for a back-to-go to bring our midfield because that's our strongest part. 
You've got to say We've got good talent in there We've got to link that up I think And why can't we be like Kosovo England nil Kosovo won With one minute on the clock At Is it at Wembley? No it's at St Mary's It's at St Mary's tonight England nil Kosovo won See the minute they get away from Wembley They're all over it And, it, and, and time, Thames won Super scoreboard tomorrow night There'll be an inquest <laughs> About where it's all gone wrong In English football Yeah they've only made it To the last So, so by the time they called up Some baby tunes over the age of 30 Gordon. It is uh, Anymore You've got two to get On the teaser mm-hmm. uh, Okay we'll, we'll get we'll get back to it Kevin's in London Hi Kevin Hi good evening um, Yeah I'm I'm going to talk, talk About Scotland And I've listened to Some callers tonight On the panel And I think it's too short-termism, I think, what Roger's saying and some other people are saying. I'm saying forget about this team and this qualification and even the next two or three. And there's got to be an acceptance that the players that are produced in Scotland are not good enough. We don't produce technically good enough players. Other country stars are stronger, they're fitter, they're faster. Once you accept that, you can actually then start to, to accept, what right, we're doing it wrong, we need to change. Iceland did it. Belgium did it. Belgium completely changed the way they did things. They mandated that the top teams, all their junior teams, would play 4 3 3 or 3 4 3. And the, the reward is they're now producing players. In Scotland, that will never happen because you've got an SFA who, for 30 years, have sat back and done nothing about mediocrity. A media who are silent. Any other major footballing nation with football as its number one sport would be going mad and demanding change, demanding answers. But in Scotland, the media just sits back and lets, it, lets the SFA just carry on as doing what they do. Have you been listening it's, to me for the crazy. last two hours, Kevin? Kevin, have you, yeah, sw- but, have no, you no, just no, switched no. on the radio? No, no, um, but I'm saying that then. I'm talking about a real campaign. This has been going on for 30 years. The, player, the, the quality of players produced in Scotland over the last 30 years is average at best. That's not acceptable for a major footballing nation. You get Croatia, small nations like that. Why can they produce players that Scotland can't? It's not. It, it, it's not just because of they, they live in Scotland. It's just because the coaching's not good enough. It's going to take investment. It's going to take money. It's going to take facilities. Iceland football's a twelve-month sport now. It used to be a six-month sport, but they have invested money. But in Scotland, it, everyone just wants to sit back as long as they're happy with Celtic and Rangers competing at the top a few games in Europe every year, that seems good enough. But it's not good enough. And until something really drastic has to happen, we're just going to keep producing bang average players who technically can't compete at this level. I know you, people say on oh, Northern Ireland, Wales, but we need to set the bar higher than that. Why should we only look to, to do what Northern Ireland or Wales do and grind out results and get to a tournament? We should be looking at what Belgium do and say, you know what, we can, they're a small nation... We can achieve what they can do. That's you set the bar high, and then we can actually maybe try and achieve something rather than oh, let's maybe qualify for a tournament. Okay, go out the first round, don't win a game. Everyone's happy. I'm not happy with that. I want to see success. Yeah, it's hard to argue with a lot of what Kevin says, Roger. I suppose we're there's probably a difference between sitting back and doing nothing and and doing the wrong thing. I'm not sure you can accuse our game of of doing nothing. We know that. What was it Seven years ago We launched performance schools Two years ago We launched Project Brave Now let me be very clear I have no idea If those are going to work They might be Absolute failures But it's probably Too early to tell So I'm not sure That we're doing nothing The question is just Are we doing the right things Yeah Those things Are projects That are 
planned to succeed going forward to, in future generations. Kevin did say a lot of sensible things. I didn't agree that we should write off the next two or three campaigns because I don't think we need to. I think we, I think what we do need to do is help Steve Clark. We need to help the players. I think all the stakeholders in the Scottish game need to do that. The SFA, Kevin's right, they've sat in their hands for too long. They've done things, but they've continually done the wrong things. And they need to change them to try and do something different in the hope that that will help give Steve Clark the little edge that he requires, particularly in this playoff come March. SPFL need to help. The clubs need to help. The players need to help. Steve Clark, for me, still is the right man to take the Scotland team forward. He cannot do it on his own. Kevin's right, he needs support. It didn't last long. Raheem Sterling equalised for England. Kosovo's dream is over. Mm. Uh, what about tonight's full-time teaser? Thank you, Kevin. Passionate call, I like that. That's going to be the last one of the evening, though, because the guys have got work to do on the teaser. You're still looking for a couple more who made their debuts for England when they were 30 or older. What have you got so far? You've got the likes of Kevin Davis, Leon Osman, Ricky Lambert, Chris Powell, Alan Thompson and Tom Heaton. I think you've got two to get. Have you got any, Roger? We're struggling a wee bit here. Um, is it clue time? Yeah. Do, do you want a couple of wrong answers? Go yes, for. go for A guy that was in trouble last week? Drink water? <laughs> no. Go a clue then. One of them played for Celtic. Michael Gray? No. What? Played for Celtic. Getting warm though. Oh... Lee Naylor Good warmer Still The right area of the pitch Full bag <laughs> If I give you his other club You'll get it Well give us his other club Steve then. Guppy. Guppy Steve Guppy oh, uh, And the last one Blackburn Was where he really made his name as a player Working back to 99 was it, was for this one What is he was the manager of was it Aston Villa, Spurs, Tim Sherwood. Yeah, Tim Sherwood. Really? There we go. Well done. Thank you, Roger and Gordon. We're back tomorrow with Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. And Callum Gallagher's up next. Thanks for all your calls. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompsons.com.